Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. This is Love Tom Hayes on Tuesday. Tuesday, April 28th. I can't believe how the time's going. And a very special show. We'll get right to it. Debbie Toomey, thank you for joining us again. And, of uh, course, Rebecca Tripp, the metaphysical flight attendant. Uh, uh, so, Debbie, talk, talk to us. We're, we're anxious to have you on and find out what, you're, what you've been doing, especially in the way of healing with gratitude and humor. Uh, can oh, you bring us up to date? Oh, sure, yes. I'm, um, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the call again on your show. I really love uh, being on your show. Hello, Tom, and hello, Rebecca. Hello, uh, Debbie. Hi. Uh, so what's been going on with uh, me as far as um, the gratitude program is uh, I've been able to uh, offer or create programs for elementary school kids uh, to help them uh, really learn the language of gratitude in many ways, besides just saying thank you, but really being able to be in the moment and engage with uh, the that particular object that they're grateful for or the person that they're grateful for. So really teaching them the the art and the science of gratitude to help them feel better and healthier and more connected. And also I've been able to introduce gratitude in the cancer community as well. I've been able to create programs for kids um, whose either themselves are cancer survivors or their parents are going through the cancer journey. So using gratitude as a way to help them uh, feel more um, connected and a a way for them to be able to use gratitude as a way to communicate and relate to one another. And also being able to... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just curious. um, uh, Rebecca, do you have a question? Um, No, but I'm, I'm all about gratitude this morning. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I just did. I was just reading a quote from Neville Goddard, one of my favorite manifestors. And can I, it's very short. Let me just read this. And I, it's so aligned with what you're about. Yeah. He said, when I speak of feeling, I do not mean emotion, but acceptance of the fact that the desire is fulfilled. Feeling grateful, oh. fulfilled, or thankful. It is easy to say, thank you, isn't it wonderful, or it is finished. And when you get into that state of thankfulness, you can either awaken knowing it is done or fall asleep in the feeling of the wish fulfilled. So it's all about gratitude. Oh, my gosh. That says it Isn't all. It, that doesn't is, it? I love it. I love it. It just popped up <laughs> at exactly 10 o'clock when the show started. Oh, perfect. See? <laughs> all that gratitude, angels and guides are with us right now, too. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Yeah, so it, it's been, I think you were going to ask how gratitude can help with enhancing relationships. Well, what are they supposed to, I mean, in the cancer situation, are they, huh? what, what exactly are the uh, are things they concentrate on in terms of being uh, have, having gratitude about? All right, uh, so I will address it towards um, not only kids, but people in the cancer journey overall. Uh, and I will give you... Uh, an example, my mother is a three-time cancer survivor. Um, 
about a year and a half ago, we celebrated her being can- breast cancer-free for five years. And then two months later, we discovered she- that she's got endometrial and lung cancer. And this is the person who always told me to stand up straight, take some nice deep breath, do your exercise, don't eat too much, don't do this, breathe this, you know, exercise, whatever. She was the and still is the healthiest person I know. We had no cancer history on her side of the family for breast cancer, endometrial cancer, or lung. And she comes down with these three cancers. And what I've seen and witnessed in her, because some people are just naturally grateful people. They just have that 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 special gene within them, and other people don't. And what I've seen in her and the way she's used gratitude was when she would wake up in the morning, she would say thank you. Thank you that she has another day. When she's able to get up by herself without help, having my dad help her because she had a sleepless night from bone pain from the the chemo, she would say thank you. Every step that she took by herself was in gratitude, appreciation, and feeling like she was alive. It was a gift. So so that's one way that I witnessed it and seen it. And from what I've also learned is gratitude it has a way of it's a it's a way it's a, a social contagion. It's a it's a, a way of helping having people connect with one another. And the way that's done is when you're with another person, whether you are somebody uh, a child whose parent is ha- has cancer or vice versa, a way gratitude can be seen or can be practiced in that situation is, you know, asking each other, so, you know, what went well today? What went well? So asking that simple question of what went well makes the mind, the subconscious mind, look for things that actually went well and takes them away from the actual... Oh, um, I'm on my third chemotherapy treatment. I was nauseous. I was, you know, I I'm so tired. I'm so weak, and uh, I just can't get out of bed. I have no appetite. It takes that mentality away from that. To you know what? I I was able to um, keep down the the soup that I had today, or I was able to get myself dressed today, and I was able to get out in the sun today. So it 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 redirects reframes the the focus from the the uh to the oh okay so that there is other things that's that's going well and I can focus on those as well so it's not um dismissing the negative but it opens up your your field to also the the goodness so that way it kind of it helps fuel you and helps you use those um simple acts or appreciation as a way to share it with another person. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, well, it and it fits with sense. what you were saying, Rebecca. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's why oh, yeah. I love that quote. The quote is just, it sets the tone for this call. It's so it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. yeah, he's one of the best. Well, you know, the but other component you that you... Go ahead, hmm. Go Rebecca. Ahead. Well, I have a no, no, question. No. Um, I, I'm always, you know, what do you do when people are so far down in the negative? That mm-hmm. doesn't seem to matter what you say to them. Yeah. Do, you have, do you have techniques for that? Because I'm always kind of struggling with that myself with certain people. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. Don't we all know people like that? And sometimes I'm like that. You know, I, I love gratitude, and that's one of my top strengths is gratitude. But I do have moments where people, you know, I just, I'm human. You know, mm-hmm. permission to be human. I love that saying because nobody's perfect. Um, so we, I would have down, days where I'm down in the dumps, and I don't want to hear anybody t- trying to cheer me up. But <laughs> because you know why? I need to experience that emotion. I need mm. to feel the pain. I have to feel the sadness. I have to feel the depression. I have to cry because that makes me human, and that makes me appreciate the good stuff even more. If everything mm-hmm. is just so clean and beautiful and rosy, yada, 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 how are we going to have something to compare it with when we do have it? That's true. Perfectly, so yeah. perfectly put. Yeah. Perfectly put. And uh, yeah. one one of the people that uh, came along in the path and pointed out a lot of things that other people had said, but he, I have to give him credit, is an individual by the name of uh, Robert Scheinfeld, <coughs> excuse me, Scheinfeld, who wrote a book called Busting Loose from the Money Game, and he's done a lot of other spiritual things. And one of the things that he, he said uh, um, mirrors or echoes exactly what you just said, that you have when the, that negative feeling comes along, it is senseless to fight it or resist it because we, the three of us, know that that's just going to persist. What resists persists, mm-hmm. and that if you jump into it, and why don't you tell? Rather than me saying what happens, so Debbie, when you jump into that feeling, what do you find happens? You know, I'm going to cry. I'm going to, you know, you know um, be in the moment with this pain or this, um, you know, down moment. Mhm. Well, what happens is, first of all, I I get really I get frustrated with myself because I feel like I'm saying, okay, I should know better. <laughs> you know, you know, it's the old stories that comes up. You know, it's like, okay, all right, so you didn't do that well, or you know, the old stories like you're not good enough, and and how come you did that, or. Why do you always make that? And that allows me then to say, it it creates a space, like a gap where I step out of my body and say, okay, that's the old story. Let's take a step back. This is you now. Let's make a choice. Because in that moment, when you make that choice of whether to stay in that muck or to get out and start doing things more proactively, that's when the magic happens, and that's when your gratitude muscles become stronger because as you create that powerful choice for yourself, that's when you can start saying, okay, all right, now I've felt what I needed to feel. I'm ready to release some aspect of what's making me feel this way. I'm ready to move on because that's not me anymore. And then I'm going to I'm going to make choices now to look for things that I'm grateful for. I'm going to be mindful of that because that it's just every moment we have a choice. We could stay in the down in the dumps, or we could be much happier, or not not necessarily happier because sometimes that has like a big um, responsibility to it. And people really, you know, some people happy is not for them. But contentment might be, you know. So. <laughs> Rebecca can talk. 
Rebecca can talk a lot about that, right, Rebecca? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I like to call it equanimity, too. There you, you know, go. Where you're, just, you're kind of just there in a semi-blissed out because it doesn't move you if it looks like a bad scene out there. Yeah. But, you know, you accept whatever's yeah. going on, and you're, but you keep your equanimity. Yes, mm. I love that. I love that word, actually. I do. Mm. Um, yeah, so, well, can, you guys, can you guys define that a little deeper for people who might not be familiar with it? The, with well, yeah, equanimity. Equanimity. Mm, okay. So as far as equanimity, okay, so equanimity. Uh, a nice way to, a good practice, to cultivate equanimity into your life is I'm not sure if you've heard of um, a loving kindness meditation where you repeat um, simple phrases and that allows you to get into the the vibration of the mm, allowing the receiving the taking so. Um, look, can we do a simple practice? Sure. sure. All right. All right. Good. <laughs> well, first of all, and what does the, the term actually mean, equanimity? Equanimity. Well, I think um, Rebecca just well, described it, it right? It, it, yeah. It, it means you're centered. Yeah. It means you're balanced. You're, yeah. you know, everything's equal. Yeah. You're not high. You're okay. not low. You're yeah. Just you're right just kind of letting. Nice, yeah. You're letting yeah. things kind of go through, you're not resisting, and you're letting everything mm-hmm. kind of just, you're receiving and you're taking. It's like um, being a filter, but not really taking in it's the bad. bad stuff. Yeah, you're just kind of letting mm-hmm. things go, like a tree with a breeze, you know. You're kind of moving with the breeze, but mm-hmm. still rooted. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So yeah. so go ahead. What is the practice? All right, so a nice practice that I like to practice is called, uh, it's a loving-kindness meditation, and there's different ways of, um, repeating sentences, but this is one of the ones that I really love um, that I teach in my workshop. So if you could put your hand, one or two hands in your over your heart space there, if you're holding on to the phone, so use one hand. Mm-hmm. And you take a, cu- a couple of nice deep breaths that goes, nice deep breaths in through your nose and allowing that breath to go all the way down to your diaphragm, all the way down, and a couple more deep breaths. And if you could repeat these phrases after me, may you be happy. May you be, may happy. You be happy. May you be healthy. May, may you, you be, be healthy. healthy. May you ride the waves of your life. May you ride the, <laughs> may you ride of, the wave of your life. May you find peace no matter what. May you find, may you find peace, peace no matter what. No matter what. May I be happy. May I be happy. happy. May I be healthy. May I be healthy. May I be healthy. May I ride the waves of my life. May I ride the waves of my life. Ride the wave of my life. May I find peace no matter what. May I find peace. May I find peace no matter what. May we be happy. May we we be be happy. May we be healthy. May we be healthy. May we be healthy. May we find may may we ride the waves of our of our lives. May we may ride, we ride waves the waves of our lives. Of our lives. 
May we find peace no matter what. May we find May peace. we find peace no matter what. No matter what. And let's take two nice deep breaths. Now, I did that pretty fast, but in a workshop, what I would do is have people find a comfortable position and really tune in to the heart space and think about the people that they want to direct this loving-kindness meditation towards. And also remembering that they're also including themselves in it because that's very important. We're so programmed to give, give, give to others that we forget about ourselves and we become depleted. So we need to be, I love that meditation because it includes the other, ourselves, and the the whole group. I really love that. Mm. Mm. Very nice. That's beautiful. I could feel I could feel a shift myself when doing it. I just started to smile automatically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It does. Yeah. It raises the vibration. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice, gentle way of just kind of raising the vibration without, you know, again, it's, it's, um, it, there's a, a grace to it. I really, really like that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I, I liked, um, you know, the the actual contact with the heart was, I think, uh, a nice dimension, something I haven't uh, encountered in a lot of the meditations that I've done. I think that, um, th- that you know, that, that sentient, uh, you know, tactile connection added a lot to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's something you could do anywhere right? while you're driving, stuck in traffic, right. waiting in line. Right. If you're just in that space where you're just repeating that the, those phrases to yourself and to e- even people around you, they might be strangers. But if you are in that state, that vibration of gratitude or, or love or compassion, it just makes you become more attractive. It becomes makes you more, it becomes this like, magnetic field of goodness, protection, um, attraction, abundance, flow. And it's it's a really, really nice way to become that C note in the space that you're in because even though people don't know what you're doing, you are touching them vibrationally and you're you're sending them good wishes. Mhm. Which I love. Well Yeah. I, exactly. You know, there's now there's Two things that you've mentioned. One was sharing, but mm-hmm. uh, before we get to sharing, because you can't do the sharing unless you're doing the other thing you, you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Giving to the point of giving the point to the point of neglecting yourself. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about that? Giving to the point of neglecting yourself. Oh, okay, that's a good one. Huh. And it, I kind well, of, I mean, that's I, what you kind of said. You said you know you give so much, you give, 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 mm-hmm. and you forget. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. I know. And that's why this this loving kindness meditation is it's very helpful because it falls under the care of not only gratitude, um, love, but also self compassion. It's one of the a great practice to do when you're doing self compassion work, because self compassion has a lot to do. Remember, I said, you know, I'm only human. That's that's the whole thing. We have to really embrace the fullness of who we are, good or bad. So in that respect, when we are depleted, when we are lacking self-care, when we're burnt out, overwhelmed, and just cannot stand where we are in life, that's when we really have to just become 
really, really extra mindful about looking for the good things. What good things can I be grateful for right now if I'm stuck in a job? Like say, you know, I'm stuck in a job where I feel like it's a it's a dead-end job, I've got the golden handcuff, and I'm afraid to leave because I don't know what's going to happen when I leave, and I have all these financial responsibilities, and I feel like I'm stuck here. So what happens there? So you start looking for the good. What good things happened? Okay, on the way to work, oh, okay, it's sunny out. Um, oh, there's a nice gentle breeze. Oh, okay, on the way here to work, my favorite song came on. It made me happy. So it's all those little micro moments of gratitude that's going to help you feel better in the space that you're in. And how is that going to help you in the space that you're in? Well, what happens is then you become this vibration of goodness, like I mentioned before, and you start attracting good opportunities. When your vibration is raised, as you all know, then you are you are more attractive to other good opportunities. And what could happen is, hey, this person who might appear stuck in their job, other people might start saying, hey, you know what, we're looking for another person in this department. Can, um, you look like you're the perfect person for it because you have a, a positive demeanor and you look like you're really enjoying what you're doing. We want you in our department. Do you think you can, You might want to transfer? So you see how little things, subtle things can happen when you raise your vibration. So That's so beautifully put because I was, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, struggled. And Rebecca can attest to this too. We, um, you know, we, we, we recently had a guest, Hazel Moore from England, and she, what I find beautifully in line with what she was saying is that, you know, most people are stuck in a three-dimensional world, and the way to get to the fifth dimension is to live by the heart. Yeah. And, you know, everything that you've done today is that. And so you're not telling people, I used when I went through this, and, and Rebecca can attest to it many times in her life, when mm-hmm. she had to make a, a life choice. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, think about the, think about the money or think about this or that, and they're trying to tell you to settle, and you're not saying that. No, no, no. You don't. Again, it's the choice. It's the choice. I can go in, and you know what? The short story that I just shared with you is actually a personal story. <laughs> so I can oh, tell okay. you it does work. <laughs> I, good, I, you know, good, Getting good, stuck good. in a situation where you feel like, you know what? I don't belong here anymore. And right. I I it scares me to stay here and I don't want to be stuck here because it's unhealthy. And so what did I do? I had to just do whatever I can in a positive way because I felt that that was the best way to do it. I couldn't be like the the, the environment that was around me because that's adding fuel to the fire. I had to do the opposite. And I had mm-hmm. to do what I felt was right for me. And that's what I did. I started doing little things of gratitude. It's like, oh, my God, this breeze is so delicious going to work. I love it. So you, I just cheered myself up. I looked for the good things, which is part of the steps in cultivating gratitude. You look for the good things and you expect it. And when you see it, you receive it. 
And when you start doing that cycle of looking, receiving, taking in, what happens is you become full. When you become full, you become overflowing. Your your glass becomes half full. And what happens then And you start doing extra things, you become happier, you do extra things for other people, you do acts of kindness. And what happens then is you become this light. When I go to work, people would say, oh, I love it when you're working today because you're just so cheery. Or, you know, there was one time when I remember going to work because I cheered myself up so much. I was like, <laughs> somebody said, uh, are you happy? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I was taking it back. I was like, yeah, I am. Then I realized, okay, girl, you got to tone it down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't curb your enthusiasm. So yeah. what happened? Did, you, did an opportunity then appear? Yes. For you it to move did. on? Yes, it did. An opportunity appeared, and I'm there right now, you know, part-time. But it was just like synchronicities click. Things happen. Because when you're in a state of gratitude, your your field of vision and your field of receptivity is 360 because you're so open. And mm, because right. when you're not in that state of gratitude, you are so narrow focused you're so fault finding you are allowing things to stick to you and weigh you down and you just kind of it gets you down 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 and that's when you know the comfort food happens or the drinking happens or the smoking happens or the i can't sleep at night happens and i now got to take some pills or you know all these things the weight starts coming on so you know it's it's all about the choices and getting yourself in that state where it's like, okay, I am so open to everything, and you know what? Thy will be done. <laughs> Thy will be mm. done, God, because yeah, I've very, done, yeah. very I've done words. my job. Yeah. Now, please, I surrender. I surrender. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm huge, sure, huge, Rebecca huge, and Tom, Go ahead. Huge. That's the part I was hoping you'd get to. And, yeah. you know, there's another component here, and you just inferred it, and you, you're there is that, you know, there's a distinction between our egos, which are looking at all of the, you know, the the little things, the negative things, the part, the little us. Mm -hmm. And then there's that big us. And I think what you've just, you you did it all by yourself. You you just created the pathway to the big us. Yeah, yeah. You have to because, you know what, there's, it's just, there's, life is just such a big mystery. You know, there's a lot of experts out there. (laughs) But really, you know, they don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We only find out when we're up there. (laughs) That's when we say, okay, now I get it. (laughs) So we know. Rebecca and I were just, yeah, Rebecca, tell her what we were just talking about the plays, the thing, and. Oh, Shakespeare, yes, life is but a stage. Mm, But, you know, as as you're talking, Debbie, I'm thinking too about. You are so fortunate that you understood that law of non-resistance because what you resist will persist. And, you know, the statistics are that so many Americans hate their job, and that's because they resist, Mm -hmm. and they're stuck, and they don't realize if they got happy like you did, Mm -hmm. the next thing would show up. Yeah. It would make them happy. And that's why they need coaches like you, too, because it's it's easy to get stuck. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is easy to get stuck. And, I, you know, I have to admit, I get stuck, too, because, again, 
permission to be human. We're mm-hmm. all, nobody is really that big, 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 giant, 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 giant expert, but we're all doing our best and we are expert at certain levels because mm-hmm. we wouldn't be experts unless, you know, we've experienced certain things and rise from the occasion and really, you know, added substance with through training, right? Rebecca, you right. know that, Tom, you know mm-hmm. that. And that's what gives us that the, the legs to stand on to say, you know what, this works because I've learned it, I've studied it, and I've lived it. So, mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, first of all, uh, for those who are listening live, we're going to lose you in about a minute. But oh then come back and tune into the uh, show because there's an extra 15 minutes that ends up on the podcast. Just suggestion on this is such a beautiful. Uh, I'm just loving the way that this whole conversation has led to this point, point. Um, and that's the giant leap, isn't it? Is to Re- Rebecca and I were just talking about this. I mean, we're both going through a transformative phase where mm-hmm. you know things have come up that we have we've had to get through. And we both came to the point where we're saying, listen, we are human. Mm -hmm. There's the other side of us that is spirit, that is metaphysical, that is not just physical. And so all we can do is, as you said, thy will be done because it will be done. Mm -hmm. And so when you step out of the way in your ego, then you say, I'm doing the best I can on one component, but the little I, the little me, can only do the best it can because it is human, because it is limited, because that's the whole game, isn't it? The whole stage yep. is that we come here as superior beings in a very limited world to play a game right? with all this limitation and find out that we're ultimately we're extremely powerful if we just get out of the way of this little ego. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. It's you like know, a dance. Rebecca, you know, <laughs> has Rebecca, why don't you share a little bit about how, you know, the, we we all get frustrated, but you have to oh, keep coming back. Yeah, I mean, I I just went through a process with, you know, working on a project um with video and um it was and then I found out it was a dress rehearsal because the next phase of it showed up with an unbelievable videographer and um, a program on the internet that reaches nine million people mm-hmm. that I got accepted to be a trainer on, mm-hmm. and it, it, there's always the next step. And you know, um, and you're right about the gratitude thing. You have to be grateful for whatever happens. Um, you know, like I moved three times in the past um, couple of years, mm-hmm. and you know that was kind of aggravating when I was going through the process. But each move seemed to bring me new. Um, people and experiences that I was meant to connect with. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like my higher self. I just let my higher self guide me now because right. it knows what I need to do and where I need to go. And maybe humanly it wouldn't be my first choice, but I've learned to just let go and say, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And it keeps, you know, well, getting you know, more, and more interesting. Yeah, well, and and, and uh, Rebecca and I have known each other, and we're somehow connected on this path as you are. Hopefully, Debbie, you just continue to give us these beautiful programs. I mean, this is just miraculous stuff, as far as I'm concerned. I've spent my whole, almost my entire life, uh, being attracted to self development and enlightenment, et cetera. And you just have a beautiful gift of making it, you know, keeping those those principles yet making it so practical. 
uh, and effective, and most teachers don't do that, so kudos to you. But, you you know, there's been times, you know, I feel like Rebecca and I are coaches for each other. Mm -hmm. And just like if you watch the Patriots, you know, I mean, Brady's a genius, but, you know, he needs Belichick on the sidelines to Mm -hmm. because he can see the the whole picture. And one of those cases was Rebecca was (laughs) searching for a house or a place to live in one of her moves. And why don't you talk about it, Rebecca, how it was very frustrating, yeah, et cetera. And then... I was very frustrated. I went and looked for a little while, and nothing was clicking. And I went, wow, this is really going to be difficult. And I was getting a little frustrated, but I really did need to move. And then, bingo, out of the blue, a man I know called me up, and he said, hey, listen, I'm moving uh, in with my girlfriend, and um, where I've been living is available. And bingo. That was it. Perfect time. Timing was just right. Great. Everything. I so it, it just was effortless. And I, I've realized over the course of my life, things do just show up when you need them. Mm-hmm. And we are very, very powerful beings if we do, you know, take that leap of faith and believe that um, it's all there. We just yeah. need to let it show up. Oh, I agree. And, you get, and as you said, uh Debbie, you surrender, you get out of the way. I kept telling Rebecca, mm-hmm. <laughs> I kept reminding her, Rebecca, you are playing the little ego's game of searching and looking and getting frustrated when the big, the big you yeah. is going to make this thing pop. And, right. you know, I could feel Rebecca relax over time and start to see, mm. but it takes, because we are human, we need these kind of shows and this kind of advice and this kind of coaching to wake us up because it's so easy to get trapped and believe that we're nothing but this little ego playing this limited game. Mm-hmm. I agree, 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 agree. It's like a dance, dancing with the universe. Forget dancing with the stars. <laughs> you, know? Exactly. you know, we need to know when we step in, and then we need to know when we step out. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, right. we do our job. And then the universe will meet us halfway, and sometimes the universe does its beautiful thing, and sometimes we need to step in and do the human thing here in the earth plane because it's a dance. And we need to stop realizing that we are in charge of the whole dance routine because we're not. That's when we we hurt ourselves. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Alan, I I was blessed to find Alan Watts in my late 20s. I was scanning through the radio one Sunday morning, and WBUR was playing his tapes at the time. And now it's so beautiful, you can access him through YouTube. And it's a master class because he's so brilliant, and he just knows all of the traditions. I mean, he's he's a joy to listen to because of his depth of knowledge. And the other night, uh, it was led to him, and I was coming home and listening to him, and he talked just about that dance. He says, there's a duality. Mm-hmm. In the dualities is the part of you that regulates your breathing, that takes care of all your bodily functions, your digestion, your bones growing, your, your everything moving. And he says that part of you is that big part of you, that unconscious part of you that you have zero control over. You don't control your breathing, I mean, except if you want to do a little exercise, what, what you said. But he says so there's always a dance between that part of us and the, the ego part of us, which, you know, has does the dance that does the control and he says so there's always going to be that dance like you're talking about between mm-hmm. the higher self and the smaller self right. and you know and like rebecca and i kind of find because of 
you know, the path we're on right now. That's the only way, isn't it? Is that I get up, I do my best, and then I allow. Mm-hmm. You know, I get out of the way. Yep. You know, St- Stephen Pressfield, who wrote The War of Art, said it best. He says, you, you do the work, mm-hmm. you let go, mm-hmm. and then you trust. That's right. And it's that big trust factor that's the one that's the huge leap for all of us because trust is more than faith. It's a relationship between you and your higher self or your God or your what, the universe or whatever you want to call it because you have to say, okay, what more can I do? Because I am human. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, and I want to do one last thing, and I'm going to shut up. The the wave idea was beautiful because in trying to piece all of this together, you know, how much of it, it is us in our little selves versus how much of it is us in the big self. And I watched a great movie called Finding Mavericks, and it was about a boy who wanted to ride these big mavericks, what they call them out in the West Coast, when every year the typhoons from Japan send huge, huge waves to the California coast. And, uh, you know, before the teacher would take him out, he had to learn to hold his breath for five minutes. He had to, he said, I can't do this unless I teach you physically, emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. He says, I have to reach all of those dimensions with you before you can handle something this big. And then I realized that it was a great analogy for life because with the wave, the only thing that that boy could do was do the practices that he was being taught. He had to learn to hold his breath for, for five minutes. And he had to paddle out every day and get skillful but more and more riding the board. But, and that's what we do every day. We get up <clears throat> and we mm-hmm. do those things. Mm-hmm. But you can't go anywhere without the wave. Right. <laughs> that's right. And guess what? <laughs> that, that wave is going one place mm-hmm. <laughs> in. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can't turn the wave around and make it go out. Yep. And so you have to be there every day. You do the work, you do the practice, and then you wait for the wave. And then you jump on and you go for the ride. Mm-hmm. And I just found that that's a beautiful analogy, and you brought it in today with that whole thing about the wave. Yeah. Oh, I love mm. that. That's great. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I skied, there was a great t shirt. Skiing is the ultimate dance, and the mountain always leads. Mm. Beautiful. <clears throat> and so, w- whether it's a wave or the mountain, when you're riding that beautiful ride, whether it's skiing or you're r- surfing, it's you have to understand <laughs> you owe so much to the wave. You owe everything to the wave. You mm-hmm. owe everything to the mountain. Right. Mm. You know, and it's and it's that practice, and that's the tough part because you know Rebecca and I, as I said, we we've, we've taken on a huge uh, challenge each each one of us individually, and it gets very frustrating because it doesn't work out the way we want all the time. Mm-hmm. And then you have to mm. stand back and go, wait a minute, what can I do? You know, I, and, and I just want to throw one great thing. I remember date in my time of dating. You know, I. I you know, I would go away. I, I worked. I had the pleasure of working in all these hotels as an entertainer, et cetera. And so when I'd ask a date to join me at the hotel, they'd show up with 50 bags. <laughs> and I would get into these big fights. You know, we're going for two days. You need da-da-da-da-da. And they would fight back with me and say, I need this, I need that. And then I met a gal one day, and she showed up, and I went crazy again. And she looked at me, and she just said, Tom, I'm a woman. <laughs> and I found all of the power of wanting to resist her 
and I do just went. And so she was basically <laughs> saying, "Listen, that's what I what the women do." Yeah. You know, do you want to? You want if you want a guy, you want a couple of bags. Take one of your guy friends up. <laughs> but I'm a woman, and I come with bags. <laughs> and I said, I looked at it. I was totally disempowered, and I started to laugh. And I said, "Let me help you with those." <laughs> so <laughs> when when you say when you acknowledge who we really are. Yeah. Humans playing this with with empowered with this huge energy that's mm-hmm. really driving the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And you step aside and say, "Listen, I can. I'm only human. I'm playing this human game. I acknowledge that, and I'm going to play the game. But I'm going to now step out of the way and let the wave do its thing." Exactly. I love that. I love that. Mm. But I want to add that you know, being human. We, you know, yes, there is this big, giant, beautiful universe, but in within us, which is something that I love exactly. to inspire, is within us is this gorgeous, intelligent universe as well. You know, exactly. our heart is beating, and why is it beating? What's making it beat? The leading exactly. experts out there do not know exactly, exactly. what is making this heart beat. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Your heart's beating. I love your it. heart's beating. My heart's beating. Mm. Why? Because there's something glorious in there, and we need to mm. allow the pulsation, the vibration, that energy to be in tune with the energy of the universe. I feel, and one of the best ways is through gratitude, because we are using the, those fine fiber optic skills of gratitude to be. In communication, we're tapping into that greater, bigger flow of goodness and abundance if we just allow that to connect. And that's what gratitude does, I believe. And that's what Mm -hmm. I believe and I've seen gratitude can do. Absolutely. You know, and uh, Alan Watts does it so beautifully. He, I remember the first time I heard him, he, he just, I, I, as I was going through the stations, I hear this beautiful British accent say, who do you think you are? He says, where do you begin and where do you end? Who do you think you are? He says, do you end at your fingertips? Do you end at your toes? Who do you think you are? He says, how long can you survive without water? How long could you survive if the sun decided not to shine? Who do you think you are? And I had come from Western philosophy where it was all about the soul and ego and blah, blah, blah. And here's this guy talking about this organic call. He says, you can't be anything without the universe you're connected to. Mm-hmm. And he says, you don't know how your bones bone. You don't know. You can't tell me how your blood bloods. You can't tell me those things. And yet you think you know it all. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's mm-hmm. the, the humility and the gratitude and mm-hmm. I, I have to tell this story because I talked to this one day, the shock for me, because it's so easy to forget this. I was talking to a bunch of 10th graders in a 5th grade class in an inner city school, and I told them how I lost my leg and I learned to ride a bike, and I said I had to teach myself to ride the bike. And I said, does anybody here, did they learn, have to teach themselves something? And a little girl stands up, and she says, yeah. She says, I taught myself how to walk. And I said, oh, isn't that fantastic? You had an accident, you were sick, and you taught yourself. And she looked at me, and she goes, no, man, the first time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This kid it. is a genius at 10. She yeah. understands innate wisdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's, 
amazing what um you know what comes out and what the kids can really um share with us when we take the time when we take the time to listen when we take the time to see the good or to hear the good from them and that's one mm. of the things Absolutely. i cultivated in my home is the practice of the what went well what went well and that's allowed mm. me to be yep. able to use that i have three boys one is getting ready to graduate from college. One is going into college, and the other one is in fourth grade. So we have different a different spectrum of um, ages here, all boys. Mm-hmm. And when I started practicing gratitude purposely, I used the what went well um, question, and it allowed me to teach them to become benefit finders. So now it's a it's a communication tool at our dinner dinner table where my That's teenager faster. can tell me. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.